There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. It's Vaughn Harris here on the Panther Ranch Podcast. It's uh, Wednesday before, um, obviously, Thanksgiving. I'm sure a lot of you guys are already on vacation. Or if you're working, you're probably you're, you're probably on vacation mentally because this is the last day. I got four hours and I'm done, so I'm not going to complain. I just hope people around me aren't, uh, you know, not pressed to have sh- shit done today because I got you know things I got to do. I'm sure a lot of you are still basking in the whole ACC Coastal Division champion thing. Hell, I still am. You know, I've had my, uh, you know, throughout this part of this last part of the season, I've had my criticisms over the Coastal Division, but I never thought Pitt would be here, ever get here. I don't think a lot of us did, but they're here, so I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this. The fact that my team is playing for a conference title. And it's an awesome feeling. A great freaking feeling to have. And I know you guys love it too. We all do. Some uh, tidbits from after after the game. Uh, of course... Pitt flipped the verbal commit. I guess that, you know, I don't have the information from me, but he was a middle Tennessee state commit and he flipped the pit. You know, I know he was, I know the kid was coming to conference USA, but staff likes him for some reason, so I'll just leave it at that. Now, we had some unfortunate, we had an unfortunate loss after the game. Our center, Morrissey, is out for the season with it as he had an ankle injury. And it happened during the Wake Forest game where we did that whole Brian O'Neill throw to the, uh, to the, to the, uh, to the lineman. And in typical pit fashion, as we can, sometimes we can never have nice things. We end up injuring our starting center. And yeah, it was a freak injury. It could have happened any in any play. I'm just, you know, I'm kind of a little, I guess, disenchanted that it happened during that play. And I'm, you know. I mean, it was a cute play. I was like, oh, look at that. We're doing this again. And now all of a sudden, you see your lineman walk off the field being helped off. And then you watch, you see the replay. And, of course, he dives for the end zone. And he takes out his own player's legs. I 
And, you know, that, you know, if you look at that offensive line, they've worked so well together as a unit. I mean, they played really well as a unit. And I know, like, we like to say next man up, but let's hope so. Because we don't want this to come bite this in the bite us in the ass, especially against Miami this week. Miami is obviously you know Miami's six and five. They've you know they just beat Virginia Tech 30-14 and Miami's just had a hell, a hell of a down year. Well, they haven't really been the same since they lost the pit last year. Teams have found ways to expose them. But uh, defensively, this is still a good Miami team. They're in the top five in total total defense, as I looked. Pass defense, they're really good. Running defense, they're about you know around the top 50. They're, they're around 50. So Pitt may be able to run the ball against them. Uh, special teams, they're pretty dangerous there too, I noticed. They have a, they, they're a pretty dangerous punt returner. <clears throat> so this game isn't going to be a gimme for Pitt. They're going to have to actually work. I like to see them win this game, but... And I think, I think they will. What's been Miami's Achilles heel this year has been their offense. They're ranked 91st in total offense. And like I said earlier in the year, they were only, they were only going to be as good as what their uh, offense allows them to be, especially, especially their quarterback. And they've had pretty much a, uh, a juggling of the order of quarterbacks. Nothing seems to be working for them, and well, there you go. But um, if Pitt, um, you know, does what they did last week, even especially like or even the Miami game last year, just you know, doesn't make mistakes, executes, plays good defense, they'll be fine. They'll win. Either way, we're still. We're still playing for an ACC title. And if we're having issues, and, and you know, if we're breaking another, another lineman, then, you know, let's use this game to, uh, to tweak that. Tweak whatever we need to for, uh, for Clemson, and we're good. I mean, it's that simple, right, guys? Well, it's never easy for us. Of course, I'm feeling a little bit negative now about this Miami game. Especially after the uh, injury to our center, but we were a horrible team last year, and we still beat Miami. So anything's possible. I'm sure Miami's not going to take us lightly this time. But I did watch, you know, some, some of Miami's film. Like I said, they're pretty, they're pretty, they're, they're fast. They got, they're pretty athletic, obviously, because they're Miami. They're always going to be that because they have really good athletes. It's just that um, they suck on offense. And I really saw bad Virginia Tech is on defense. I mean, 
there were a lot of plays where Miami broke against Tech, and it was just like bad tackling, and, and of course Tech's past you know defense isn't that good either. So Miami did pretty well with that. But I think for Tech, I think offensively they'll be. I think I think offensively Tech will be good next year. I just think on defense for them, they may need to change the scenery with 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 who they have, and you know maybe give Bud Foster you know you know change the scenery as well. But anyways, if a, if Pitt wins this game, it's going to be pretty much similar to last year. Low scoring, they probably went by. Eh, they probably went by seven, seven or ten points. But uh, you know, Pitt did release their live wire of the uh, field, field pass for uh, for the Wake Forest game, and I recommend watching that because it's kind of cool. And you know, obviously, you guys get to see the celebrations where Dan Marino's in the background and how they're like. And you got to see the trophy presentation, which is cool. So, I know we've had, I mean, Pitt's football program doesn't really add a lot of trophies these days, so I would I mean, this is something new we cherish, regardless if it's a division title or not. You know, that, you know, this, this group, you know what, they, they accomplished something. They went out and they won the division. And they have an opportunity to add more than a trophy case. And I mean, sure, as a, uh, I mean, we've had players add trophies to the case. I mean, but, but I mean, you know, Aaron Donato added a whole bunch to one year. And, but, you know, this is one of these opportunities where, it, where as a team, they were actually able to add, a, add, add some to their trophy case. I mean, sure, there's there's the uh, watch me call it dot com bowl games, but hey, it's, but, the, but this came from our conference, so I love it. I mean, if we're gonna you know honor you know Pip Hoops being Big Ten, you know not Big Ten, Big East West Hoops champs, and hey, let's honor this. It's a big deal. Speaking of hoops, pick got Duquesne coming up, and I guess uh, they, you know, Duquesne gave their name some trouble. And um, a lot of people think that uh, Poops could lose this game, and yeah, Duquesne's going to give them some trouble. Obviously, they are. They are. But again, that was supposed to be the case last year, and what, what happened? Pip won. And it did with a pretty much shitty roster and a shitty coach. So I wouldn't really, I wouldn't quite totally roll out pit hoops in this one. I mean, Duquesne had some sexy victories last year or had a sexy start, but then they faded down this stretch because there was so much hype with them, and then all, all of a sudden they just they they were just they were. Uh, no, they were the, the uh, Duquesne that we love, that we love the you know that we all know and love for so long. But you know they have a really good coach, and I think he's going to right the ship this time. And of course, Duquesne's obviously 
doing their part as well. They're gonna, they're finally gonna upgrade the Palumbo, which is pretty which is pretty long overdue. And yeah, they gotta put. I mean, that's the thing with Duquesne is they gotta have they haven't had really stable leadership ever. They're always cycling through ads and basketball coaches. I mean, they fired Ron Everhart after the guy took him to another winning season. And I guess the argument there was they didn't think they would ever win with Everhart. Well, they were with a victory going to the uh, tournament in 2008-2009. So I don't really understand why they didn't think that. But then, you know, when they got rid of Everhart, the wheels just fell off and that was it. And uh, speaking of other other hoops things, TCU lost to Lipscomb last night. As you know, TCU lost a bye game. The epitome of brutality. And you know, Lipscomb obviously won their division last year and they'll probably win this year. But that's how Jamie, you know, manipulates the RPI. He that's how he when he schedules. He's, when he schedules major, major teams, he's, he usually schedule ones that will, A, are really competitive in their conference, which means they win games, or they or they, or they win their division, or conference, I should say. That's the way Jamie's always done it, and that's how, you know, he always makes a dance every year. Even it looks like Pisca be more of a bubble team, based on record, Usually the schedule has always has always saved him. But to Jamie's credit, he has a top ten class coming in next year. So I think he's I don't think he's hurting too bad. And not to mention he had two of his you know key players out for a while. They were back in the lineup last night. So obviously he's gonna take one on the chin and he did there and but I think he'll be fine. So I'm not really worried about him too much. There we have it. Now we'll look at the rest of the games for this week coming up. I'm sure you guys are all excited about all this because we got the NFL. As always, we got college. So I'm sure you guys will be loading up on food this weekend. And you know, there's a uh, shortage of a you know of a main last due to E. coli and. And you know what? I don't know. Does anybody really eat salad on Thanksgiving? That's a that's a question I should ask some of you guys. Does, does that does anybody really do that on Thanksgiving ever? Because you know, all the years I've, I've been, I've went, I've, you know, I've had Thanksgiving. I don't think I've ever seen anybody a family member eat any eat a salad before their meal. I mean, maybe 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 my sister did at one time. But yeah, the occasional female will eat salad before her um, for her meal, but you know, because you know, females love you know, love salad. They gotta lose weight. But I don't think I've seen anybody eat salad before you know, their Thanksgiving meal. It's always been 
you wake up, your food's ready. And like, um, well, it depends on how, what time your family eats. You know, growing up, I think um, we always ate. In, we always ate early. I mean, it was like around noon or one o'clock. We always ate. And I remember, I never really ate breakfast because I knew that the turkey was coming soon. And what was the point of eating breakfast when pretty much I'm going to eat all that crap all day? You know, I was going to load up on turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, pumpkin pie, all that crap. And for me, I always love the stuffing. I mean, the stuffing is just, it's fantastic. Cornbread, cornbread, cornbread dressing is really good too, as well. I, you know, I, I never ate really, really ate that until I got the, you know, until I moved to the south. But you put some gravy on that; it's freaking, freaking fabulous. And of course, you got the ham too, and you know, you gotta go with the spiral cut. I just remember when Honey Bake opened up at Century Three Mall, and my family got the first, the first spiral ham we ever had. I think, they, I think we ended up getting two hams. We, we got one ham, I remember, to try it. We, and I remember we almost ate the whole damn thing. And we had to go out and buy another ham because, well, that ham, we just we, del- we destroyed it. It wasn't even Thanksgiving yet. It was been like a day or two, and we were we ate the hell out of that. And I remember, you know, and I think, you know, we had to go get out and get another one. You can't go wrong with that. I mean, you can buy you know, different... I mean, there's other types of spiral hams, but Honey Bake just hits out the park. And, of course, there's other things you can do with it. I mean, if you buy it at the store, you can get thrown in the smoker. And, of course, glaze it with brown sugar and pineapples. I've done that before. Just throw in the smoker for, for a little bit. So, you know, the wood chips and all that absorb into it and then of course you put the pineapple brown sugar anything else you want to throw in that you want to glaze it with and and throw in the oven for a little bit more and I'm hungry now just talking about all this but uh, we have a nice college football weekend start, starting off we got um, Oklahoma and West Virginia playing uh, this game has big implications because, well, the winner of this game is going to play for the Big 12 title, which, you know, you'll need 12 teams now to have a conference title. So thank God that, you know, the, this rule was passed after, you know, the ACC expanded because if, um, if that was the case, well, it really wouldn't matter anyway because um, they had 12 teams. I don't know why I'm, I was thinking about that just now. But thank God the ACC took us. But, I mean, we were a finalist for the Big 12 as well. And I think, you know, we could have went to the Big 12 if we wanted to. But, um, because at that point, that was our only option. Because they wanted us. And ACC came around the corner and said, hey, you want to come join us? And, hey, I would love to have been the Big 12. But I think the ACC just made a lot more sense for Pitt than that. Big 12 is somewhere you go if you didn't have any options and Pitt didn't have, have them at the time. 
And of course, Pitt did want to take West Virginia with them, and West Virginia, of course, was holding off for the SEC, and well, SEC went another direction, and then West Virginia, you know, and then Pitt, you know, went to the ACC, and well, they were out of luck, and of course, you know, they had to use, you know, they had to get the government involved to get their invite to the Big 12. Good for them. But uh, West Virginia lost a heartbreaker last week to Oklahoma State. They go with Oklahoma this week, and of course, this will be another high-scoring game. Oklahoma has some good team, good good players, but good team as well. But defensively, I don't think they're any better. They, I mean, in the Big Twelve, they just don't play defense. So this is going to be a high-scoring game. This is going to be going on to whoever has the ball last, and that's on Morgantown. So this works out for West Virginia. Washington, Washington State should be a really good game. Uh, they're both ranked. Washington State is battling for a uh, college football playoff spot, which they probably won't get because you know the pollsters are keep ranking the you know, the, the crappy the crappy teams ahead of them. No matter how bad they, no matter how overrated they are. I mean LSU should be ranked ahead of them. They suck, and same with Ohio State, but. But they're two big names, of course. That's why they're on there. That's that's the thing. A lot of these pollsters, they really don't. I don't think they love them to even watch college football in general. I'm sure they can't watch all the games. They just know, oh, you know, LSU has eight wins. Let's rank them ahead. But speaking of Ohio State, they got Michigan this weekend, and I'm looking forward to that game. Urban, obviously. Escaped lat this past week against Maryland, but he's got Harbaugh like, this weekend. I think Michigan wins, and I think they're gonna. And when they do, I think Harbaugh is gonna pour it on because Harbaugh is petty like that, and he's an asshole like that. You know, he did. I mean, against Penn State, he poured it on, and there's no doubt he's gonna do this against uh, you know. Ohio State as well. He's a portal on. So, hopefully, um, Urban has his team ready to play because I don't think Harbaugh is going to let up at all in this game. You know, if it gets bad, he's going to rob the score because Michigan really hasn't been Ohio State in, uh, I don't think, forever. I think, um, I guess, Hoke was their. Um, was their um, coach when that happened, and I think uh, Luke Fickle was the uh, head coach, and they almost lost that game as well, I think it's the last, I think it's the last time they actually beat Ohio State was, was then, it's been a long time I know that, but I mean, for in Ohio State's credit, it's, it's at their place, so no worries there for them, but yeah, a lot of rivalry games here this weekend. Such a four and South Florida will, will square off, and I wouldn't take South Florida too lightly. They almost beat Central Florida last year. Syracuse and Boston College, an old school matchup. Boston College lost a heartbreaker to Florida State, and I'm not sure how, how healthy Dungey is, but I think Boston College pulls this one off. Alabama and Auburn, Bama should win that one. Auburn's just been a horrible, you know, it's been horrible. Maryland and Penn State, an awesome rivalry game here. 
two big uh, Northeast rivals squaring off again. Maryland obviously is battling for a, uh, a bowl game. So this game is very important to them. I wouldn't totally rule on Maryland against Penn State because Matt Cannon is the uh, coach and he knows how to he, you know, he's put, he's faced James Franklin before, and he knows how to beat this defense. And I'm sure a lot of the stuff you saw last week against Ohio State, he's going to do this week against Penn State. And Penn State's offense has been kind of struggling because mainly because their receivers just can't get open, and that's about it. And you know, they beat Rutgers barely. Either that unless Franklin held back, so you know, for the you know for the Maryland game. Who knows? All I know is I guess the press conference there he was asked about the USC job. And I mean Clay Helen hasn't even fought, officially fired yet and And they're already asking about the job. I don't see Franklin I don't see Franklin going anywhere, to be honest with you. People think he's gonna bolt. I don't believe he's gone until he's actually on a plane. And out of state college, but the thing is, is um, if USC offers him the job and he accepts it, how hard does uh, Franklin fight? How hard does uh, Penn State fight for Franklin? Do they just let him go? I mean, the, the guy just signed an extension, I, th- I believe, so they can't really give him another one. I mean, you don't want to give him another one after a team really didn't win their division and underachieved for the most part. Not to mention they had a kid who was a uh, he had a QB that was you know a, a pre who had a ton of preseason Heisman hype. I mean, the guy you know he was sorely had a ton of hype this year for the Heisman. And we all saw what happened there. You know, he wasn't really all that good this year. So there's that. So. I don't really see Franklin going anywhere. And if he does leave, I don't see Penn State fighting for him. The only thing Penn State could do is offer him more money for his assistance. I'm sure they already did that last year, or you know, better facility improvements. But Penn State's so loaded with you know with their facilities that I don't know what else they could give him. I mean, but he has to be offered the job first, and he has to accept it. So let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Louisville, Kentucky, and boy. Boy, this um, these two get really ahead of themselves. I mean, as far as these two go, usually this game's played early in the year, but now it's later in the year, and you know what? It's hilarious because you got Kentucky, who's a um. 
15th rank and Louisville is pretty much in a dumpster. And, and usually when we see this game, it's always Kentucky's in a dumpster and Louisville are getting all the riches. Now, not so much. LSU and Texas A&M, that's not really, that's not really a rivalry game, but I think LSU will win that one. Texas A&M is just, they're good, but they're not there. They're not quite there yet under Jimbo. But that pretty much wraps up the weekend as far as, you know, top 25 is concerned. Now around the ACC, we got Virginia Virginia Tech, and we talked about this game earlier this week because um, Virginia Tech said that they would like to make up the Marshall game if, uh, you know, they, they beat Virginia. And all I can say is go who's because why does this matter so much? I mean, obviously, maybe it means more of their seniors, but I just think it's pointless to uh, demand a bowl game. You know, because all you know, because all of a sudden you may be five and six. And of course, we got the annual Georgia Georgia Tech rivalry coming up. Georgia should win this one, but uh, never never roll out Paul Johnson in this rivalry. Um, Georgia hasn't really been playing all that great this year. It's like they, it's like they kind of slip up through this year. And, and uh, Paul Johnson may keep may uh, catch these guys sleeping. So I wouldn't, yeah, like I said, I wouldn't totally roll up on this one. Florida, Florida State plays, and the Gators should hammer, should hammer the uh, Seminoles. No problems there. NC State, North Carolina. NC State's had their struggles of late, but I think they uh, get out of their funk. I mean, they got out of, they got out of it last week, so I think they take care of that game as you know as well. Wake and Duke. Wake needs us to uh, make a bowl game, but I think Duke. Uh, I think Duke will um, win this one with no problem. South Carolina, Clemson. Clemson will pretty much take care of that game. So there, there you go, guys. We, we wrapped up that that weekend. Uh, closing out, guys, have a great Thanksgiving. One thing I would like to say, though, is, you know, the Steelers struggled, I guess, last week against Jacksonville. And, of course, a key moment, I guess, you know, Ben wasn't all that sharp. But a key moment came where James Conner has dropped the pass. And the media has been obviously soaking in this for some reason because they, the, they love the drama with, you know, with Levy and Bell. And they said this was a time that, you know, that the Steelers you know, really miss Bell. And, you know, they, they need Bell. Well, Bell is gone, and he's not coming back. What's done is done, and they have what they have. If, I'm sure the Steelers really had need for Bell. They would have given him the money that... He felt he deserved. But my thing is the local media. If they're having so much remorse over this, why didn't they? Why didn't they? Why didn't they lobby for Bell to get his money? I mean, it shouldn't have had it happen. I mean, if you really wanted this guy here, maybe you guys should lobby for him. You know, wrote some columns and said give him his due. But we all know why 
they wouldn't they wouldn't do such a thing because you know they may write, you know with all the rights to call them like that I mean there's some columnists that don't or sports people that aren't afraid to you know, voice these voice these things but for some they know if they voice them they know that the next day they'll be you know they'll be told that hey you know we 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 made the, we made some changes and you're you're gonna be covering the pirates or the penguins from now on. And that's all that is. They're afraid, they're, they're afraid the Steelers are going to be mad at them all of a sudden and not let them cover, you know, you know, not not give them that interview or whatever they want. So it's whatever. Anyways, guys, that's all I'm going to leave it. I'm going to close on that. Have a Thanksgiving, good Thanksgiving, happy one at that, and enjoy the time off.